Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a realistic way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and I am so excited to be talking about a topic that has been near and dear to my heart these past almost nine months which is minimalism and pregnancy. And when I say minimalism, just know that I am looking at this from a minimalish standpoint as I do everything. And today I just really want to talk about how we can decrease the stress that comes after pregnancy, the stressful and chaotic time of And I I don't want to call it, it's not bad stress. It's just anything on top of basically bringing that newborn home and and taking care of that baby can cause stress. Taking a minimalish approach to pregnancy and newborn life and baby life and all the things you might think you need is going to help reduce that stress. When you've got low energy, when you've got sleepless nights and the chaos (laughs) of learning life with a new baby, even if it's your fourth or fifth baby, right? It's still a new baby coming in and shaking things up. So the more stuff that we accumulate, the more stress we add to our lives anyways um, in any season. And in this season, that's a huge deal, right? We don't have the energy to clean and tidy all day. And when we are surrounded by mess, That can just add stress to this time that we want to be able to focus on our families. We want to be able to focus on baby that we have added to our families. So today I just have four quick tips. And this is really looking at the difference between my first pregnancy and this pregnancy. And it's a huge difference because with my first pregnancy, I thought that I should have and I need everything possible for myself while I'm growing and for the baby. And with this pregnancy, I am truly one of my themes of pregnancy was I want to buy nothing for this baby. So you'll see what I mean by that. Um, We're going to dive into just four quick tips to a more minimal-ish pregnancy and newborn stage of life. So first of all, I just want to acknowledge the fact that mom's hold a lot of the purchasing power in their homes. Okay, we are often the ones who are thinking about, okay, what does my child need? What does the baby need? Uh, What do we need to make this house run better? And oftentimes, we are overly marketed to as women because we have this purchasing power. 
And we are marketed to with all of this stuff that we, quote, need, all of this stuff that will make our lives easier, make our homes run more efficiently. But a lot of it is unnecessary, right? So during pregnancy, this is overwhelmingly true. You know, as soon as I started a small registry, I was bombarded by ads on Instagram and Facebook of things that I need because I'm bringing a baby into this world. And I know because of my past experience that 80% of these things I didn't need. (laughs) Even the other day, just the fact that I played into this kind of makes me angry, but I really wanted the free registry box from Amazon. I was I had to fill up 60% of my registry checklist to get that free box. So I did, and then I went back and deleted about 30% of those things because I really only needed apparently 30% of what they are telling me I need for a new baby. Granted, I have a lot of those things, but that's just one example. Babies don't need a lot. But we are bombarded with the idea that they do need a lot. And the more we can buy for them, the easier, the easier our lives will be. But that's just not the case. In my first pregnancy, I bought into this for sure. I ended up with a lot of extra stuff in my house that I only used for a short season. Many of those things even went unused. And I have donated quite a few of them. Luckily, I have faith that those things will have a great second life now. Uh, Many of them I even donated to friends. But still, we could avoid that mess in the first place. We could avoid that extra decision making that we don't really need to be doing whenever our minds and lives are taken up by something so much more important, which is taking care of a baby, right? We don't need to bring in all of this extra stuff. We don't need to stretch our budgets, spend so much money on things that we are marketed to believe that are going to make our lives easier. Now, of course, you know, there are exceptions. There are products that make our lives easier with a baby, and that's going to look different for all of us. We all parent differently. Either way, let's just dive into these four tips for keeping this season of pregnancy and postpartum a little more minimal and not buying into this consumerism mindset of pregnancy and newborn life. So the first thing is to focus on health. So when you're pregnant and when you have a baby, as you start dreaming up a nursery, if you are going to create a nursery in your home, or as you start you know, creating a registry, the main things that are marketed to us are often unnecessary things. Or we think of the bigger items, like which stroller do we want? Which bassinet do we need? Um, what crib do we want, right? We, we start thinking immediately about the stuff that we need. But during this season, it is really essential to take care of your own health while you're pregnant and if you choose to breastfeed. And if not, just the idea of postpartum in general, healing your body and all of the sleep deprivation deprivation that we will all go through with a newborn. So the question that I started out with in this pregnancy is what is essential for taking care of myself and growing a baby? I think in my first pregnancy, I was more excited about accumulating cute maternity clothes and a maternity wardrobe. In this pregnancy, I was just thinking about how long can I make my current clothes stretch 
and what is actually essential for taking care of myself and a growing baby during this time. So this might look like investing in prenatals, good nutrition, naps, which don't cost anything except for time. <laughs> um, and um, maybe maybe it's even investing in help around the house, um, help with older children if you need it. These things are important, and a lot of them are not going to cost a ton of money, and they're not going to accumulate stuff in your home. They're things that we often don't think about because often we're thinking about the stuff that we need, the physical stuff, but we ignore the most important things, which might involve taking care of ourselves. So if we can shift our mindset and think about, okay, what is essential in this season? It's to take care of ourselves and take care of our health. And the thing is that we have to be careful about this as well because we could end up with four types of organic body butter for our growing belly or um, always searching for the best prenatal, which can be stressful as well and take up our time and energy. So keep it simple. Stop your search at something that works, but shift your mindset to what stuff do I need to what should I be doing or what should I be eating to take care of my health during this season? I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank the sponsors that are making it possible. If you are looking for a way to relax in today's noisy digital world, if you want a screen-free, gadget-free activity that not only helps you rest, but trains your brain as well, you need a Unidragon puzzle. Unidragon puzzles aren't just your average puzzles. They are beautiful, colorful, wooden puzzles with collections such as jigsaw nature puzzles, Mandela puzzles, world maps, and the Quizzle, which is a quest and a puzzle all in one. We spend a lot of time doing similar tasks day in and day out. We might spend a lot of time on screens, might feel busy and rushed, be pushing for deadlines. This can all lead us to burnout or even chronic fatigue, and we need high quality rest in our lives so that we can avoid that. Rest that is actually screen free. And puzzles are that kind of rest. They're both relaxing and challenging with huge benefits that go beyond the enjoyment of just playing a game. A Unidragon puzzle can help you unwind at any point of the day where you are ready to rest your brain from screens. You sleep better, prevent burnout, all while learning analytical skills that you can use in your daily life. So you can check out Unidragon puzzles today and get 10% off with the discount code MINIMAL at unidragon.com. That's 10% off your Unidragon purchase with discount code MINIMAL at unidragon.com. My second tip when it does come to stuff is that secondhand is your best friend, especially when it, be, when it comes to maternity and baby things. There is very little reason to need to buy new, to need to buy new for many things in this season of life. Now, maybe it is something that is valuable to you to buy new, um, but certainly we can save a lot of money. We can save a lot of our footprint on this world by buying things secondhand that are going to be basically in new condition. If this is your second, third, fourth, fifth baby, you probably have a lot of hand-me-downs that you can be using, and that is a version of secondhand, right? But if it's your first baby even, you can find almost anything secondhand. I'm looking around. I'm in my current makeshift under construction nursery, and I have a 
secondhand crib mattress, secondhand bouncer, secondhand swing, um, you know, the crib we used with my first child, secondhand baby toys, just to name a few things. We also have secondhand baby clothes just because uh, it's a very different season than when our first child was born. So we did need to get some more baby clothes. We have so many things, almost everything that I've gotten for this baby so far is secondhand. The only things that aren't are things that um, people have purchased for us from our registry. So I can tell you that you for sure could get probably everything secondhand other than maybe creams and, you know, bathing supplies. And if you're using disposable diapers, of course, and wipes, those things can't be secondhand, but you could get almost everything else secondhand that you'd want to. Uh, Another tip that I have is if you have an active buy nothing group in your area, this is a great place to find baby things. People want to give away their baby things. They want it to go to a good home. They want to know that someone else is using it. So um, search out buy nothing on Facebook if you have Facebook and in your area and see what you find there. I've gotten a lot of things. Got a halo bassinet on buy nothing. uh, I think that's my best buy nothing find for this baby so far. But uh, I've found a lot on Buy Nothing for this baby. And if you do have an active group in your area, you probably can do the same. Number three, my third tip, is to utilize what you already have. And I don't just mean if this is your second or beyond that child. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things like storage and furniture and things that we might think we need, like a changing table or diaper caddies, things like that. What do you already have that you could use for storage for your baby, that you could use for, you know, little baskets to use as a diaper caddy or to use as kind of a postpartum basket that you keep by your bed? A lot of times, you know, we we think of these ideas of, okay, how can we store things? How can we make our nursery look cute? And we think we need to buy all new things. But personally, I'm reusing a ton of baskets we already had. Um, I am using furniture that we already had that is just whatever it was already holding is getting repurposed somewhere else. I do have a changing table from the first time around, so I will use that. But you could make a dresser into a changing table or just use a changing pad anywhere you need it in the house and it's more convenient than a changing table. What do you already have that you can use for this baby? That's a great starting point when you are kind of building out a nursery or thinking about, you know, storage for baby clothes and things like that. It's not that you can't buy anything new and still have a minimalish feel to your house because sometimes we do need to buy storage things or maybe there's certain furniture that we do need, but think about what you already have and go from there. My last quick tip, I kind of already noted this when I was talking about building my registry, ignore extensive registry and essentials checklists. And it's not that we can't use them at all because they are helpful, But whenever we look at this big list, especially with a first baby, we might think we actually need all of these things. (laughs) And some of the things are just so unessential. In fact, I asked this question a few weeks back of what is your least essential baby thing or what baby thing do you think is the most overrated, most unneeded? Most people said a wipes warmer. And if you look at these essentials lists and registries, 
that are extensive, they're going to have a lot of things like wipe warmers, things that are totally unnecessary, things that are totally extra and are going to just add more stuff, more gadgets, more clutter to your home. I would lean on other moms that you know um, in your community, or I would search out minimalist baby lists, baby registry lists, so that you can kind of get the idea of what do I actually need. If you're going into second or beyond pregnancy, a great mindset to approach it with, which is what I've been approaching it with, and probably one that many moms do approach it with, is what was actually needed for this first baby and what did make my life easier. Every baby's different, so that same thing might not be it for that baby, but still just having that experience and knowing what is going to actually be needed and, you know, what do I already have and what do I need based on what worked for the first baby. So those were my four quick tips today, just things that have helped me have a more minimal-ish mindset this pregnancy than I did the first time around. But I want to kind of leave you with this. What do you want your postpartum time to feel like? We don't have control over a lot of that, right? We could want it to feel peaceful. We could want it to feel like a very present time period in our lives where we're able to truly be focused on our families and our babies. And a lot of that's out of our control. We don't know what will fully happen. Maybe some of us don't have the option for a long maternity leave, but there are parts of it that we can control. I know I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but whenever we have a house full of stuff and are adding more stuff for a baby, it's only going to cause a cluttered, chaotic environment. Although we don't have full control over what our postpartum time will be like, we do have control over what comes into our house and maybe what the environment will be like of our homes during that postpartum period. So if we are feeling like we want as much peace as we can get, then a great place that we can control, a great place to start is in our homes. And maybe that looks like decluttering before baby, which many of us have that nesting instinct that kicks in and it's a great time to just declutter some things, but it also looks like not bringing a ton more stuff in so that we don't have a thousand baby gadgets around us, so that we don't have stuff that we won't actually use that we feel guilty for later, so that we don't have to think so much about decluttering our baby stuff in the future and have that kind of mental load ahead of us. All of this stuff is stuff that we use for a short amount of time. So if we can lessen the financial stress of it all, buy secondhand or even free with a buy nothing group or friends that can loan you out their baby stuff with what we actually do need. And then just thinking about, okay, stopping there and not accumulating every single thing possible for a baby because what that's going to create. And I can, I can remember what our nursery looked like after our baby shower with our first baby. And it was just, it was straight up chaos. And then our house felt like chaos because I just had like three swings and all of these things surrounding me at all times. And I couldn't keep up with my house (laughs) because I was tired and I was focused on a totally new season of life. So all of this extra stuff just made it even worse. So if it's really hard to say no to things and say no to accumulating a bunch of stuff for your baby, just think about the benefits that having less stuff will bring you and the way that it will help you be able to focus on 
postpartum and healing and being with your family and your baby. One last mindset shift is to remind yourself that if you do need it, you can still buy it when you realize that you need it. Does that make sense? So we don't have to accumulate and store up a thousand things before baby. Maybe you're not sure if you will need or want a swing. And that's a pretty hefty purchase unless you get it secondhand, which I highly recommend. You can still buy that swing once baby gets here, right? You can decide, okay, yes, I do want somewhere to um, sit the baby down and let them be soothed by motion. If you're indecisive right now and you're not sure, you don't have to build up and store up every single thing. Once the baby gets here, you'll know, right? You you don't have to buy a thousand varieties of swaddles before baby gets here. You can maybe test those out and test the ones out that you do have. And if those don't work, you can try something different afterwards, right? So um, your ability to get something to try differently once baby gets here, is still going to be there. So that's another mindset shift that I remind myself. I don't have to have everything perfectly ready and perfectly stored up. I can still figure it out once the time comes. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful to you if you are pregnant or have a newborn or or have a newborn or are deciding that see that's something that you're seeing in the near future of your life. If it was helpful to you or if it would be helpful to a friend of yours, do share this episode with a friend or share it on social media. I'm super grateful for you anytime you invite new people into this community. And also, if you want to give it a positive rating or review, if you enjoy the podcast each week, that just helps it get in front of more eyes and more ears. So thank you so much for that. I am grateful you're here and that you're listening in. And I will talk to you right back here on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.